So today's daf, we're going to be learning Nun Dalid in uh, Masechet Eruvin. We left off yesterday, one, two, three, four lines from the bottom of Nun Gimel Amudbet. We're, it's, a, it's more Agadot, actually. It's a nice uh, entry into the Chag with some Agadah, Divrei uh, Agadah. So it says, Rabbi Yosei Galili, Nun Dalid Amud, uh, we're going to be on Nun Dalid, we're on Nun Gimel Amudbet right now, <coughs> uh, at the very bottom, where it says, Rabbi Yosei Galili, and... Uh, it says, Rabbi Yosei Gilili, Havaka Azil Vorcha, one time Rabbi Yosei Gilili was walking, Ashkechale Buria. He ran into Buria. Buria was the wife of Rabbi Meir, very famous for being very, uh, more of a strident feminist, you know, the uh, strident feminist. And so she said, Amalei said to Rabbi Yosei Gilili, said, How do I get to Lod? Amalei, she said to him, Glili Shote. You're a foolish Galilean. Why are you asking me that? Didn't the rabbi say you're not supposed to have a long conversation with a woman and you ask me, how do I get to Lod? You just should have said, which to Lod? Meaning less words. Because he said, he said to, he's talking to Buria, the woman. He said, Which way do I go to Lod? She said, you should have said two words. So you wouldn't have to talk to a woman too much. Obviously, she took offense to this idea of Alter Bet Sichai Maisha. She was uh, so Ashkechtel Hau Talmida. One time, she found a certain student. This is all on the same topic of yesterday of speech. Okay, he, she saw a certain student who was learning quietly without articulating his words. We're turning to Nun Dalit Damud Alf. We're now Nun Dalit Damud Alf at the top. But Shabe, she kicked him. Amalich said to him, "Lokach Katuv." Doesn't it say in the in the pasuk Aucha Bakol? Ushmua, it's organized with uh, in in all things Ushmua, and it's and it's guarded, organized and guarded. What does that mean? <laughs> if it's organized in all two hundred and forty-eight of your limbs, it's going to be guarded. Meaning, if you you have to speak out the words of Torah, you have to engage your body in the learning of Torah. You can't do it silently. And if you don't do it that way, you're not going to hold on to the learning. So this is Bruria telling one of the students how to learn properly. Okay? And then it says also, Tana, tell me the Chadayel Rabbi Elazar, I think it should be. Uh, there was one student of, oh no, it says Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, he was always learning quietly. He didn't articulate. He didn't speak out the words. He just read with his eyes or whatever. After three years, he forgot his learning. He was quiet, but whispering. I think that they mean very low. Then it says it's the same student. The same student did some sin that he re- really deserved to be burned. He deserved, deserved the punishment of Shrefa. Exactly what the sin was, we don't know. But he did something bad. They said, leave him alone. He uh, served a great man. In other words, he, uh, because he was a student of Rabbi Eliezer, we'll give him a break. So apparently that person had two things against him. He didn't learn properly. And he also, uh, yeah, maybe. And he also... Um, he also uh, had the connection that he, he did something bad, but he was he was saved. He always called him that. Shinana means like sharp, sharp one. Open your mouth, and and read. Open your mouth and say the Mishnah. Kare usually means psukim, right? Tane means usually Mishnayot. So that you will keep the Torah with you, you'll have a long life. Because it says they are life to those who find them. That's literally what it means. Those who find the words of wisdom and the Torah, they're going to have a long life. And it says that the whole flesh will be healed by the words of Torah. 
Bepeh. It means they have, not motzehem, they find them, but they, they articulate them, they express them. Meaning, the fact that you say the words is what's going to keep it, uh, give you that benefit. Again, so Shmuel said to Rav Yehuda, again, Shinana, sharp, sharp one, you're very sharp. You should grab and eat and grab and drink. Meaning, if you have the opportunity to enjoy the things of this world, do it quickly. Because this life that we're living, that we're living in, you know, that we eventually leave, that means that we're going to leave it, right? This life is short. It's like a wedding. When you come to a wedding, you enjoy yourself. You don't sit around and say, well, I'll get some food later. What do you mean you have all this beautiful food here? It's like, if you have the opportunity to enjoy things of this world, take advantage of it. This is against our father. He didn't say, well, no, because they were saying, therefore, have no purpose. He's saying you should enjoy what you have. He said to my son, if you have what to enjoy, enjoy it. Because when you go to Shul, when you go to, when you go to the, you know, the next world, there's no enjo- physical enjoyment. And there's no delay for death. Meaning you don't know when you're going to be leaving this world. Take, the, take advantage of it. And it could happen any time that you're going to be gone from the world. So, uh, you know, don't leave, uh, don't leave things over. Take advantage of it. And if you're going to say, well, no, I'll leave over to my children. Some people say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm hoarding this money for my children. So they could pay. Who's going to tell you in the next world what your kids do with that money? You know, you know, you know maybe they're going to waste the money, uh, they're going to lose it, you know? So, uh, d- d- don't, don't leave it. People are like grass of the field. Uh, some are sprouting up and some are, uh, and some are uh, wasting away. Rashi says, it means, as they grow, they, uh, you know, they have what to uh, survive. They have and sometimes they wither. In other words, you leave it to your kids thinking you're taking care of them. You don't know what's going to happen to that money, actually. You only know that you have today. Don't waste it. If a person is walking on the street and he doesn't have anyone with him, a companion, you should learn Torah, will be his companion. Him. Really, Livyatchen means it's like an adornment, you know, it's, some ador- it's a, an accessory that you wear. But it's saying Livaya, meaning here, some, something to accompany you. You're walking, you know, I used to have a very long walk to synagogue in the mornings when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. I read Torah to synagogue, it was far from my house, like 45, 45 minutes at least to walk there. And I used to always learn something and then have something to think about and to, uh, you know, in my mind on the way to synagogue, I kept my mind occupied. The time went very quickly and I wasn't bored, you know, with the walk. But if you're, if you're bored with the walk or you listen to Shiurim on your uh, computer or, or on your, in your car, if you listen to Shiurim in your car, then even if there's traffic, whatever, you don't care, good, I get to listen to more. I, I, it doesn't bother me. But if, you're, but if you're just sitting in the car, it's forever, you know, the traffic, you get very frustrated. This way you enjoy the process. If you have a headache, you should also learn to wash. It's going to be good for your head. You have a problem with your throat. You should learn to wash. This is actually saying, right, this is speaking about a necklace around your neck. It mean, literally means, it's talking about necklace, but it means it'll help your throat too. You have a stomach problem? This is in Bishlei. Saying it's going to be a healing for your belly, for your, for your navel, for your belly. Chashbat, what have you a problem with your bones? There goes it. Forget about all the doctors, chiropractor, everybody, forget all of them because they just learned Torah. I know, he didn't say that. I was, I was going to say, it didn't say if you have pain with your eyes, so he wanted to keep him in business. Yeah, yeah. It says it, it, it's, it's going to be healing for the boat. I don't know now. The whole body. All, all of your flesh it can heal. 
the Hashem's way is not like the way of human being because you go to the doctor he gives one medicine it'll be good for one person bad for another person right you can't take the wrong medicine you have to give the right medicine God gives one medicine it's good for everything all of your flesh will be healed that it's good when you keep it in your stomach, in your belly, meaning if you keep these w- wisdom in your stomach, <laughs> they will be organized on your tongue, on your on your lips. When are the divrayto good? When you keep them inside, meaning when you don't forget them. It's talking about that you don't forget your words of Torah. And how are you going to make sure you don't forget? When you organize them on your lips, meaning as she says. When you express them with, 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 with your mouth. Now, by the way, that's also true with writing. If you, if you learn something and you write down notes afterwards, not notes of what the rabbi says, forget that. That's the worst you're thing. Because then you're, just, you're not actually listening. You're just writing. What you do is afterwards you sit down and say, what did I just learn? Sentence number one. Number two, that's, that's the way to write notes. Afterwards, you write down summary. In your own words, what did you learn? You learn so much more like that because you, 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 you're digesting, you process information and you put it into words. Exactly what you learn. It's the best way to review, in my opinion. It says also another pasuk in Mishlei. It's a joy for a person when he has answer of the mouth, meaning when he can say something smart, I guess it means. Right? And a thing in its right time, how wonderful it is. Okay, that's a famous pasuk. That when is it a person, when is a person take joy... Right? When he's able to answer with his mouth. In other words, what makes you happy? When you know the answer of something. When you know the answer to a question. Right? So, and it says also, another version, when is a person happy having the answer? At a time when, the end of the Pasuk, a matter in its time is the best. Rashi says, It's very, very timely. He knows to, to teach, he knows to teach the Halachot of Sukkot, or whatever holiday it is, but usually Chag means Sukkot. Right at the right time, he meaning davar bitomatov. Yeah, davar acher. Ein matay simchalish. Ein matay adam samech betalmudo bezot shishlo manek sholim mimenot davar lacha. When is a person happy? When people ask him a question and he knows the answer, right? But it's saying even more than that. When he knows the answer and it's timely because he knows the you know all of a sudden the lachot come up in the area that he knows because now it's the time of uh, Sukkot and he's extra. He learned masechet Sukkot. He knows it perfectly. The rest of the masechet he doesn't know, so he's very happy on Sukkot. Because then he knows all the answers, right? Yeah. It says also that the matter is very close to you, the words of Torah, in your mouth and in your heart to do them. When is it close to you? When it's in your mouth and your heart to do it. In other words, again, it's talking about when you speak the words of Torah, when you're active learning, okay? Then it goes into your heart and it's going to stay with you. Um, another pasuk he says that shows this idea it says you've given him the desires of his heart and the expressions of his lips you have not held back meaning when he asks you for something it says tavat libo is what you desire with your heart means what you ask with your mouth so what's what's the reason when did you give him what he wanted at the time when he didn't close his mouth in other words she says when did his learning really succeed when he spoke with his mouth 
right? When, when you helped him to get to the level of learning that he expressed it with his mouth, that's when you, uh, that's when you gave him, when you made sure that Tavat Libo, that he had the, um, that, uh, you know, that he had this Zechut. And, um, and uh, Rava brought a contradiction. He said, Sounds like a contradiction because on one hand it says you give him whatever he desires. On the other hand it says if you give him whatever he asks for. So which one is it? So it says if the person is worthy in your eyes then you give it to him even before he asks. Right? You give it to him even before he asks. You know that what he wants, you give it to him. If he's not so worthy, so then he wait for him to ask for it. Anything where it says the word netzach or sela over ed, it means eternally. Because it, it says in the pasuk, I will not fight forever and I will not be angry forever. So you see, netzach means forever. When we say the, the city of Hashem, Talking about Yerushalayim, Ad Olam, until forever, Sela. So you see that Sela means forever. Va'ed, because Dechtiv Hashem Yimloch Le'olam. Va'ed Hashem is going to rule forever and ever. The word Va'ed means forever, okay? Now, Siman. Anakim Lechayav Luchot Cherut. So, or Cherut, same thing. Amar Rabbi El Azar, Chibi Mai Dechtiv Anakim Lechagorotecha. What does it mean that the, the words of Torah are going to be like chains around your neck? Not in a bad way, like uh, nice chains, I mean, like a uh, necklace. If the person makes himself loose like a chain, a person doesn't want to, ch- we're not talking about a choker, we're talking about a nice uh, necklace that hangs loosely, meaning if the guy is easygoing. She says, He's easygoing, he's, he doesn't choke people, he's not the, so that person, he's sometimes seen and sometimes not seen, that person, Meaning he doesn't try to, just like the necklace, sometimes you can see it, sometimes you don't. If you're classy, you don't have a gigantic, you know, chain everyone's, right in the, someone's face. It's more, you know, it's understated. It looks, you know, it's, it's more classy. So he says, that person, similarly, a, a person who's studying Torah, he doesn't go out to the, the public and learn out in the public. Everyone says, wow, he's such a this, that. They're, he's not showing off. He's not showing off. Okay? So it says, that person, Talmudot mit he's going to succeed. Vim love. So he has to be an easygoing guy and he has to be humble, you know, not show off. This is from, um, from Shio Shirim. And really it's talking actually about the beard of the person because it says um, his cheeks are like the, uh, are like, Ogatabosem is like the place where they plant the, the spices. So why would his, his cheeks have like some hair on it? It means, right? If the person allows himself to be like a, field that everybody tramples on it, right? Like, uh, meaning a place everyone walks. And he's like bosem, that everybody, he's like a perfume that everybody gains good smell from him. She says, what does it mean? So, means that he's humble. In other words, he allows people to, uh, you know, he doesn't insist on his way. He's not pushy. He's not the... That's one thing, he's humble. And the other thing is, everyone gains perfume from him, means that he teaches his Torah. He doesn't keep it to himself, but he's willing to teach it. This person will be able to be successful. Well, and if not, no. on, on meaning he's easygoing. He doesn't insist, oh, that has to be my way all the time. He's humble. 
What does it mean, Luchot Even? If Adam is in himself, what does it mean here? So it means that if the person is, um, again, he's, he doesn't, uh, uh, just like the uh, Even is not, is not wiped away, this person doesn't exhaust from going over his teaching and teaching others. He invests his full energy in his learning. Then he'll be able to keep it. Meaning his cheeks here is referring to, uh, is referring to it, the cheeks that he's learning with. Right? That he's, he learns continuously and he doesn't, he doesn't get worn out. It says that the words of the Torah were inscribed on the Luchot. If the first Luchot were not destroyed, the Torah wouldn't have been forgotten from Israel. Meaning the first, uh, the first Luchot uh, had a special power to them that if they had never been forgotten, uh, if they had never been broken, then the Jewish people never would have forgotten any of the Torah. It, well, it, sa- it says Charut because Charut means Chakukra, she says. It means inscribed and permanent. They never would have been lost. They never would have had any other nation rule over them if those first Luchot were not destroyed. Freedom. What? Because they did a sin. That's what it's saying. In other words, why were they broken? Not on a- by accident. It's not saying magic that they did. by accident they were broken and they lost uh, the power. It means because the Jewish people didn't. If the Jewish people had kept the original level, they had it Har Sinai, and they never lost it, and therefore they got the first luchot. That's what it means. It doesn't mean magic that oh the, the magic luchot broke and now they lost it. It means that they if they never lost that high level that they had at Har Sinai. And the luchot had to be broken, then they would have kept this much higher level. If you want to believe in that, that's okay. It's brought down in Svarim that are much later. I'm, I'm just going at the pshat. The pshat is they did a sin. It's like, uh, how can you uh, whitewash it? It says every, every onish that comes to them in history is from the Egelazav. Then you're going to say they did it. It was good. Like the people say, oh, David Melech, he did the right thing. He was with Bacheva to show people the way of Teshuvah. What are you talking about? <laughs> his whole life he was miserable because of this one, one chet. His, the rest of his life was, was on the run and being punished all over the place. The child died and all this. What, and, you, and, and that's because it was a good thing. Uh, people come up with, people are, people worship heroes. They're looking for, they're looking for Bnei Adam Kemalachim. And they want to say the person is a superhuman. It's not. He has a good name for this sadrasha. He says, because Rav Matana said, what does it mean, Umi Midbar Matana? What does it mean, Midbar Matana? Im Mesiyav Dav Atzmo, Kam Midbar Zeh. If a person makes himself like the Midbar, She'akol Dashin Bo, that people trample on it, Talmudom it ke'em b'yadom, and if he's humble. Vim lav, and Talmudom it ke'em b'yadom. And if not, he's not going to be able to keep his learning. Rav Yosef had an issue. They had beef, we call it today. Yeah. You know? We don't know what it was, but they had a problem. It was a very timely Gemara here. We're very close to this time of year here, right? It was around that time. He said, I want to go and make up with him, you know. Get. So that his servant, his attendant was... Um, was mixing him some drink, some some maybe wine, whatever. Amale havli the imzege ana. I want to do it. My I want to mix the cup for him so I can you know serve him. So maybe if I serve him, he'll forgive me for whatever I did. So he says yahavle mizge. Uh, he he did it so that the attendant gave it to him and and so he was able to um, to mix it for him. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, Rav Yosef. Uh, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't see what it was. So uh, yeah. So so it says. So um, so uh, yeah, it says in Rashi. Rashi says Rav Yosef Sagina Orhava. He didn't know who it was. But then Amar Dame when he tasted it, Amar Dame Yosef said, Wow, this mixing of the wine, it tastes just like the way that Rav Rav Yosef used to make it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Rav Yosef Bar Chama. Right, Amar Le, Anahu, he said, It's me. So what? Okay, what's, what's, what do you learn from him? Uh, he, he, he knows how to mix drinks? He knows, he's a good bartender. He used to be a bartender. He was like AOC. It says here he used to add extra water. Yeah, so he used to be, yeah, Rashi says he used to, Rav Yosef recognized it because he, was, he knew how to put the exact amount of water in to make it uh, right. So he said, wow, this is very precise. But the point was that he was trying to bring him a gift somehow that he would see that he wanted to make up with him. Yeah. So he, he, he dropped the whole issue that was between them, whatever it was, and he starts discussing the right He says, don't sit down. I have a question. Explain to me this. There's a pasuk when it's describing the song that they sang when they had the be'er, when they had the... Uh, when they found the well, the, the well in the, uh, the the water, so it's so it's um, they so they said this this these words that we don't exactly know what they mean. So he said, So Rava said to him, if the person makes himself like a midbar, he'll get the Torah as a gift. And then once he receives as a gift, God makes him. His inheritance, because it says from the gift comes it says it right. And once God gives him this inheritance, Olel Gdulai becomes great. Shenemar umi nachaliel bamot, bamot is high, right? Al bamot, al If he becomes arrogant, Hashem will put him down. Shenemar umi bamot. If he gets too high. Right, Hagai, Hagai is a valley, so he goes back down. Right, Ve'im Chozerbo, and if he decides not to be arrogant anymore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Magbiyo Shenemar Kol Gai Nase. Right, so this says any any um, okay. right, yeah, it's gay. Kol Gai Nase. Right, so any uh, that every um uh, every uh, right. valley will be lifted up. That's a, that's from the Navi. I think that's from Yeshayahu, maybe. Yeah. So um, so he 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 lifts. So the point is that he's, he's <laughs> that's how he was. He explained the pasuk. Okay, Kol Gai Nase. So the Mida. It sounds like it. What does it mean? Your wild animals uh, live in it. You prepared in your goodness. For the poor person, Hashem, you prepare. If the person makes himself like a wild animal, then he tears and eats up. What does it mean? He doesn't care about pleasures. He just eats for whatever. Meaning he doesn't, he's not interested. The, 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 the lion doesn't say, can you please pass, pass me some salt, maybe a little paprika. He just eats whatever it is. Right? So it's the same thing. But he doesn't care. He's not too involved in the physical enjoyment. Let's say that he, he, he's, he dirties it. Meaning he doesn't look, uh, he doesn't complain that food is not good enough and you know he's he, he he's too picky, right? Or 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 it means that um, the Talmud Chacham. So so that's one interpretation that his attitude towards the physical enjoyments is not. He doesn't put too much importance on it. He he'll take whatever. He's happy with whatever. That's that, 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 that's right. What? 
the first part that says reviewing it right away, that says the first part to... I'm reading Rashi. Rashi first mentions the thing about food. <coughs> He first mentions the interpretation about food. Yeah. And then Rashi says, I'm reading in Rashi's order. Right? So Rashi said first, they're talking about his attitude towards food. Second, talking about his attitude towards learning. That as soon as he finishes learning, he goes over it again. I'm sorry, so is, is right? it a good thing to eat like animals? Or don't uh, not the way that you're thinking, you know, when you say like, you know, not in the way that we typically say. Right. Meaning he's saying that the person doesn't care so much about their food. You know, a person either. goes to a restaurant, returns every time. No, you know, oh, this is not cooked, this is not this. And that. He's too picky about his food. That's like too much emphasis on the... On that, yeah. So he said, so they drive them crazy, you know. That he's too much about. Oh, this is not. This is too salty. This is too. This, this, this. So just eat whatever you get. That's that's what it means. He takes whatever he could get, and um, and it says similarly. Alternatively, another interpretation Rashi says is that what it means is just like the animal kills its prey and eats right away, the learner learns the material and reviews it right away. Okay. Or the person who was it right away, not to do it later. Right, not do it Yeah, and and the, similarly, when the um, when he uh, receives learning from his from his teacher, he humbles himself and receives it, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't uh, he says masra min He doesn't hold himself as too great. He receives what you know. He's able to receive he's instruction. Yeah, he's able to receive instruction. Yeah. Now it says vim If he doesn't do this. He won't be able to keep his learning. And if he does, if he follows these uh, guidelines and he is, but either, you know, he, he doesn't uh, overly emphasize the physical things <coughs> and he reviews his learning as necessary, then Hashem makes him a meal. Meaning Hashem prepares for him, him everything that he needs. That's why it says, Hashem, you prepare for the poor person. And Rashi says, This person who... Uh, makes himself poor, right? Meaning that he doesn't care about what he... A poor person is like, beggars can't be choosers. If it's, if it's talking about the way that he is, his attitude towards the physical things, then it's literal. If it's talking about his attitude towards learning, it means he makes himself like an ani, that he has to review things, and he doesn't, he doesn't hold himself, I, I don't need to review, I'm so smart, whatever. He's not like that. So then Hashem prepares for him. He teaches him more and more stuff. Right, he gives him more. What does it mean? That the person who, uh, who guards the fig will eat its fruits, right? What does it mean? Why are the... Um, why are the words of Torah treated like teina, like a fig? Ma teina zo. What is it? And now teina here means the the the, the tree, right? It's saying just like this fig tree. The more that you look around it, uh, you're gonna find more. You're gonna find more. And Rashi says because since uh, figs don't all ripen at the same time, so anytime you go out there, you're gonna find some more that are ripe. You know that weren't before. You always find something. So too Whenever you re- review Torah again or you learn it again. You'll always find more understanding. This is from uh, Mishle also that it's um, uh, that it is a uh, literally I, uh, the ayelet is it's talking about a um, a uh, like a what's the word for the animal uh, a hind or or, a, or what's the word the gazelle no maybe gazelle they go right ayela yeah isn't it's a gazelle I think right in English. Okay, so it's a, uh, right. What does it have? 
Yeah, I think it's like a deer, right? Yeah, deer, gazelle, whatever. Also, yael is a type of a type of animal of, of, of a graceful, a graceful animal. Why is it compared to this? Just like the ayala, the gazelle, I think it's called in English, right? Achmat it has a tight womb. And so therefore, its husband always is like the first relations, meaning it's always like a virgin. It never loses its, uh, uh, its status. as a, it, it always remains pleasurable to the, to the mate of the ayala. I don't know how they know that, but I guess so. So to the, uh, the, the, the are always enjoyable to the people learning them. Just like the first time you learned it, you go back over the same thing you learned before and you enjoy it this as much. Just like uh, the relations between the ayala and the ayala. I don't know. I don't know what, what where they got that from. Vialatchen, right? So what does it mean? Vialatchen, shemaalatchen alomdeam. Yalatchen means it brings up chen. It makes the person who learns uh, be seen in a positive way. Chen means that they are given favor. They're they're given a certain that people have a positive regard for them. Literally, this means that, that its breasts will will satisfy you, will give you drink at all the time. Why is it like a, a breast, a nipple? As long as, whenever the baby goes for the nipple, he never runs out of milk there. Similarly, whenever a person learns to others, always more to be extracted from there. The person will be immersed engrossed in the love of the wisdom all the time. This is talking about wisdom. That's actually, I mean, this is what we're talking about in Mishle. It's literally talking about that. The rabbis are not, in, are not putting that into here. Like sometimes they'll take something that's talking about material bachot and say it's really talking about Torah, but this is actually talking about chuchmah, right? So, kegon Rabbi Elizabeth Pedat, they said about him, he would be learning Torah in the lower market of Tzipori, he would leave his cloak in the upper area of Tzipori. I mean, he would, they were so involved in learning that they would forget their stuff, they would forget anything. They were like absent-minded professor, but like they were so involved in their... So, yeah, yeah, that's what they say, yeah. That's what they say, wear the same suit. Right. That one time, he, uh, there was a guy who uh, tried to go and take um, the, the cloak, and he, he, um, he found, I guess, a, a snake on it, and it scared him away. Right? Huh? said it was protecting the cloak. Yeah, they had a snake protecting the, uh, the, because he wanted to go take the cloak, because he knew that he forgot about it. This is from the Shirat Vora, actually. Um, those who are riding on white donkeys, sitting al midin in judgment, they're walking on the way, talk. What are the people who are riding on donkeys? They are the ones who are going from city to city and state to state to learn Torah. What is Torah? Really, it means white in the Pshat. But because they seek after the best teachers and they go from place to place to learn Torah, they have the clearest learning like the afternoon, meaning like the sun shines in the afternoon. The people who sit in judgment, they judge a true judgment in the absolute truth. And there's a place, the, the, the Tosfot says in Mesechat Tanedrin, what does it mean? He says that uh, it means that, you know, a person can sometimes have a judgment which is according to the technical procedural rules correct, but he's not satisfied with that, but he seeks after a clearer judgment. He's not, it's not just a, 
It's not just that it's a passable judgment that satisfies basic requirements, but he really seeks the truth fully. That's the that's emet la mitov holchei derech. What are the people who walk on the way? Elo balei mikra al derech. So holchei, the ones who are walking are the ones learning Tanakh. Al derech, the people who are on the way. Elo balei mishnah. Sichu elo balei talmud. So the the middle is the mishnah, and sichu is the balei talmud. Shekol sichatan devrei tovah because all they talk about is devrei tovah. Amar Rav Shizvi mishum Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah my dichtiv lo yachrochrim yatzedo. It says that a that the the uh, the um, uh, the person who is is uh, dishonest will not be able to um, will not be able to char will not be able to like barbecue his catch. Okay, tzedo is whatever he catches in dishonesty. He lo yachroch remiat tzedo lo yichyev lo yaruch yamim. So uh, the, he, it says that he's not going to live a long time. Why tzayid? Right, the tzayid or amai. What? Why is it Sayyad considered? In the Pasuk, it's. Oh, because a lot of times they would go and they would take things that really belong to other people. Uh-huh. You know, they would like go the and they would trap uh, They would trap whatever they saw running around outside and it really belonged to somebody else, or they would get people's birds off their property or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? So as she says here, Lo Yachroch is. Um, oh, he's going to say. Rav uh, So he says, Lo Yarich Yamim Sayyad Haramai. That the person who's the tricky. Uh, the tricky uh, uh, hunter will not live a long life. And Rashi says, what? Lo yachroch means not tikon. She's interpreting it as lo yichye velo yarich. That lo yachroch means lo yichye velo yarich. The yachroch is short for he won't live a long life. Tzayad ramai is shemarbe begiyosav eno mechazer alea. That's a person who learns a lot, but he doesn't review. Rav Sheshad, Amar Tzayad Ramai Yechroch. He says, Tzayad Ramai Yechroch, the person who is, uh, who, who is a deceitful hunter will be able to char his food. And, and Rashi says, Enza Ramai El Shoteh. This is not a, uh, this is not a tricky person. He's just a fool. Vakovetz Al Yad, Hu Aramai Varom Badavar, Vu Yechroch. Kalamar Yit Kayem Biado, Ketzayad Ramai, Shemeshaber Gav Rishon Rishon, Kishulok Do, Shelo Yivrach. So he says, actually, the person who is um, more crafty will be able to hold on to what he uh, catches because he'll recognize the necessity of um, of uh, uh, of uh, 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 keeping it, uh, you know, keeping what he what he has and not losing it. It's like a mashal for the person who is uh, who catches birds. If as he catches the birds, he breaks their wings, they won't run away. But if he doesn't break their wings, they're going to run away. Amar should say Rava instead of Rava. Is that why it has the line there? Amar Rava. So it says, That literally what the Pasuk means is that if a person gets a lot at once, he uh, tends to lose it. But if he gathers it a bit by bit, he tends to keep it. Right? That's, that's the Pshat. What? Sort of. But it means that getting it too much at once is bad. If a person grabs too much learning of Torah at once in big packages, it's going to be lost. Vim lav. Uh, the person who uh, who gets uh, a piece by piece and he makes sure that he has it and he makes sure that he reviews it or whatever, that person will be the one who's able to hold on to what he has. Um, he says that the rabbis know this, that you shouldn't try to learn too much in a short time without review. You're not going to be able to retain it. But they violate it. They don't keep it. They, don't, they, they know that that's true, but they, don't, but they violate it. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, uh, uh, I did I did this, meaning um, seemingly what it means is 
I did the wrong thing, right? Meaning I didn't follow this direction. I learned a lot at one time without reviewing. And I was able to keep it. Or it means I did the right thing. Right, Rashi says, He said, I, I, I did the right thing, meaning I, I learned, and each time I learned, I reviewed, and I was able to uh, maintain my learning. What is the order of the Mishnah? Moshe, meaning, how was it originally taught? The Torah Shabbat Peh. Moshe. Hashem taught Moshe the Torah. Then Aaron would come in. And Vishanalo Moshe Pirko and and Moshe would teach him. Nistalek Aaron, Aaron would be done. Vishal small Moshe, and he would sit to the left of Moshe. Nichnasu Banhav, and then the sons of Aaron would come in. Vishanalin Moshe, and they and Moshe would teach them Pirkan, their chapter. What? Yeah, well, not for them. It was their first time. Nistalku Banav. Then the sons of Aaron would leave, meaning they would get up from learning with Moshe. Elazar Shavu Yamin Moshe. Elazar sat to the right of Moshe, and Itamar sat to the to the left. Next to Aaron, like the small Aaron. Okay? Right, they would stay there. Rabbi Udama, Omer, Leolam, Aaron, Yemin Moshe. Chozer, right? He said that, uh, no, actually, when once the sons were done learning, Aaron would switch over to the right side of Moshe. Um, he wouldn't stay on the left side, but we'll see what, well, that, that's what Rabbi Yudah says. Now, um, or Rabbi Yudah, rather, Then the elders would come in and Moshe would teach them. The, they, they would be finished. And then the rest of the people would come in and Moshe would teach them. So what happens is that Aaron actually reviewed the Torah four times because he learned one time with, uh, directly with Moshe, one time with the sons, one time with the elders, and one time with the people. And Banav Shlosha, his sons learned three times because they went once themselves, one with the elders, one with the people. Ubiyat Kenim Shnaim, the elders themselves, one with the people. And Biyat Kolaam Echad. And then the entire nation one time. Now Nistalik Moshe, then Moshe went for his coffee break. It was, went to the teacher's lounge. And then Bishanale and Aaron, Pirko. And then Aaron taught everybody uh, over again. So Nistalik Aaron. So then Aaron left. Shanule and Banav Pirkana. Then the, the, the sons of Aaron went over it. Right? Nistalik Banav. Shanule and Zkenim Pirkana. Everybody ended up hearing it four times. Right? Aaron heard it four times from Moshe. Right? The sons heard it three times from, uh, from Moshe and one from their father. Right? And so on. And then the Zkenim heard it uh, one time from Moshe, one time from Aaron, one time from the sons. And then, the, you know, and they, uh, right, so each level ended up four. with it four times. So, therefore, Amar Abiyeliezer, So you see from this that a person should go over things four times. Because you see that everybody had to learn four times. Because if Aaron, who learned it from Moshe, and Moshe learned it from Hashem, and he needed to hear it four times for it to get, uh, penetrate into his mind, so definitely... Uh, the same is true if you learned it from a regular person. Rabbi Akiva How do you know that you have to teach your student until they learn the material? You can't just say, I did my obligation. I said the Devar Torah and whatever the student has, the student has. That was actually in the Parashah Fazino. Right? Teach, teach the Jewish people. Um, the song, he says, And how do you know it has to be not just that they understood, but that they're able themselves to say it over. Because it says, Put it in their mouth, right? Teach it to them and put it in their mouth, meaning that they're able to say it. And how do you know that you have to explain things to them? You can't just have them memorize it. 
Because it says these are the mishpatim, these are the laws. Asher tasim lepneim. Rashi says lilamdo latetam bidvarav bechol asheyuchal. He should give reasons, not just say velo yomar kach shamati. Okay, he says havenata tameatzmecha. Don't say this is what I heard and you understand the reasoning on your own. You should try to explain the reason for all the laws. That's why it says asher tasim lepneim. You should place it in front of them, meaning it should be placed with its explanation, so it makes sense. You don't just tell it to them and expect them to figure out. Why didn't you have Moshe teach everybody? Why did you have this thing that Moshe taught one time to each group and then Aaron taught? Why? To give Aaron and Uvanav so you give honor to, uh, to to Aaron and his sons and also to the elders. Right, so uh, so the thing is, why can't you do it like that? Why can't it be more economical? In other words, why can't you have like this that Moshe will teach Aaron, right, for uh, all the times that he needs to learn, and then he can teach his sons all the times they need to learn, and then the elders can learn as many times as they need to from the right from the sons of Aaron, and then the elders can teach the people. Why do you have to have Moshe teach it four times, to, one time to Aaron, one time to the sons, one time to the? Why don't you just have Moshe teach Aaron perfectly? Aaron will then teach perfectly to his sons. His sons will teach the elders. So why can't you do that way? Right, since Moshe heard it directly from the uh, Almighty, from Hashem, so therefore he has a special. Zechut, uh, it's a special power in his in his learning that it should be delivered directly from, as they say, the horse's mouth. You know, directly from the source, so it's more powerful. We said that after he was so, uh, according to the Chachamim, when Moshe would te- teach Aaron, and then Aaron would sit to his left, and then when the sons would come, one would go to the left, one would go to the right, and Aaron was still on the left. According to Rabbi Yudan, no, at that moment, Aaron switches over to the right. So the question is, uh, what's the, uh, is, so, the, so the Gemara says, Keman Azla Haditanya, who is the author of the following bright? We say that when the rabbi is walking, when the teacher is walking, the greater student should be to his right and the lesser student to his left. Maybe that's Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says the greater person has to, has to be to the right, so Aaron had to get up and go to the right. Over there, the reason was because we didn't want to trouble Aaron that he has to get up and move to the other side, you know, to, to the right side when he was already sitting on the left side. But generally speaking, if there's a person who is the uh, greater person, he would always start out being on the, he would always go to the right side. But in this case, since there was only one person in the beginning, which was Aaron, he went to the left side of Moshe, right? And then when it was time, instead of making him get up and go to the other side, he stayed over on the, that, that uh, he stayed over on that side according to the rabbis, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he switched over to the other, uh, to the other side. Um, okay, I think it's a good place to stop because we ran late already and the minyan, minyanim are coming. So we'll, 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 we'll